You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. This is the Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us this week. Today we're going to be listening to the music of a New Orleans trumpet player named Sharky Bonanno, born Joseph Gustav Bonanno in New Orleans in 1905. Uh, he started playing cornet early. He was in kind of the second generation, I guess you'd have to say, of white jazz musicians coming up in that period. Uh, there's there are two musicians we're going to hear who are from the earlier generation. They got their start playing with a kind of a legendary figure who played bass drum, of all things, Papa Lane, who uh, ran a band called the Reliance uh, Brass Band. And that was kind of a magnet for white musicians from the very early part of the 1900s uh, to do parade band work and so forth, and started to introduce the jazz style to white players and the white community. Of course, they were listening to the African-American players as well, but there was a whole little cadre of white players doing this same type of music in a little bit of a different fashion. Many of them were uh, of Italian-American heritage, because that was those were the neighborhoods that they came from in New Orleans at the time. And Sharky Bonanno was one of the key members of that group. And uh, by the 1920s, he was playing in some fairly high-profile jazz groups in New Orleans. He actually had the opportunity to make recordings in New Orleans when some of the field units from Columbia and Victor uh, went down there in the middle and late 1920s. Before that, he had gone to New York. He w had actually auditioned to replace Bix Beiderbecke with the Wolverines, and uh, he was deemed inappropriate or didn't hit it off with the other fellows in the band, so that didn't work. He uh, is reported to have played with the Gene Gold Kett Band, which I'm not sure actually happened, but it's a nice story. Uh, he may have played in, with Frank Trombar and Bix Beiderbeck and those groups, um, but in any event, he certainly was aware of their playing, and uh, his natural affinity for the style of Louis Armstrong was tempered a little bit by uh, some Bix Beiderbeck types of... Uh, traits that he uh, would incorporate into his later playing. During the 1930s, he stayed in New Orleans and played local gigs and so forth through the Depression. Uh, after World War II, he had a band that played for tourists at the Parisian Room and, and many other venues in New Orleans. He actually began touring as well, going to Europe and uh, spending extended time in Chicago and in New York City. We're going to pick up the Sharky Bonanno story in 1949. He was given a contract to record for Capitol Records. Capitol was a fairly new label at the time. It had been around since about 1943-44. It had been founded by, among others, Johnny Mercer. And it had a uh, an interest in jazz. Of course, it was putting out pop records as well. But they uh, wanted to try out some New Orleans groups. And Sharky Bonanno's was quite popular in New Orleans. And so they went down and recorded him a number of times. Um, something like 50 or 60 sides were released between 1949 and 1953. And we're going to be dipping into those today. We started out with a New Orleans tune that's not terribly well known. It was called The Peculiar Rag, and it had been recorded by Norman Brownlee and his orchestra in the 1920s. Uh, I think Brownlee and his uh, clarinet and saxophone player Harry Shields were given uh, credit for that song. Harry Shields is going to appear a little bit later in this program. Uh, the band that we heard do that was Sharky Bonanno, of course, on trumpet, uh, uh, Santo Pecora, who had a long uh, history as a trombone player in New Orleans. He had uh, also gone to Chicago and uh, played with New Orleans Rhythm Kings for a little while. He was George Bruni's replacement. Uh, on clarinet, we have a fellow named Lester Bouchon, who was probably better known as a saxophone player in the Eddie Miller style, but he did a lot of clarinet recordings with Bonanno and a few other players as well. 
In the rhythm section, we have the youngest member of the band, Jeff Riddick, uh, who was uh, fairly new to the music, I guess, uh, in 1949. He had a long career. We have Abraham, a.k.a. Chink Martin, on tuba and bass, and he will be playing bass and tuba on most of these sides. He was the oldest member of the group. He was born in 1886 and lived to 1981, a very long life, and he had uh, uh, extensive recording credits to his name, not only in the uh, revival period, but also with New Orleans Rhythm Kings in the 1920s and a couple of times also in New Orleans in the 1920s. On bass... We have, well, he was the bass player, uh, but on drums, we have a little bit uh, confusing. We think it was Monk Hazel on drums. Monk Hazel was another New Orleans native, never really left the city, but recorded extensively. He was born in 1903. He also played uh, an instrument called the mellophone, a brass instrument with a slightly darker sound, deeper sound than cornet. Uh, and he was not an accomplished musician. He only played in a few keys, so uh, we hear several key changes to accommodate Monk Hazel. He apparently uh, had learned his style from a legendary New Orleans cornet player named Emmett Hardy, who never left any recordings. So some of uh, the older musicians felt that Monk Hazel was a good representation of what Emmett Hardy sounded like. And he can be heard on Peculiar Rag and also on the second tune we heard, the Tin Roof Blues, which featured a good trombone solo by Pecora, uh, quoting George Brunus' original recording from 1922. We also may have heard on the first tune, uh, Charlie Duke on drums. He had been with the Basin Street Six, and he was also a younger musician in that style. So now we're going to go, uh, I should mention the dates of those. Uh, Tin Roof Blues was from June 7th of 1949. Peculiar Rag, which we started out with, was from January 28th of 1950. And all these records, as far as I know anyway, were made in New Orleans. So now we're going to go to a uh, tune that began life as a waltz, uh, a Mexican waltz, actually, and it was called Over the Waves. That was from October 27th of 1949, basically the same band. Then we're going to uh, move from there to the New Orleans March Standard, High Society, featuring uh, the clarinet solo that was... Uh, transcribed, written, composed, recomposed, whatever, by the uh, African-American clarinetist Alphonse Picou, and here realized by Lester Bouchon. That was from the June of 1949 date. Then we're going to hear a tune that was uh, composed by Santo Pecora. We're going to hear several of those. He was a very good uh, composer in this style. She's Crying for Me, again from January 28th of 1950. And then we're going to hear a tune that uh, was given equal credit to Sharky Bonanno and Santa Pecora called the Sharky Strut, which was actually uh, an older tune by Pecora called I Never Knew What a Gal Could Do, and was an even older tune than that called Zero. And uh, Bonanno also issued a record under that name from around the same period. I think they were just alternate takes. After that, we're going to finish up with a kind of a ragtime tune called uh, the Banana Peel Rag. I'll tell you a little bit about that after the break. That will also feature uh, the one appearance we're going to hear of the legendary Harry Shields, who was the brother of Larry Shields, the clarinet player with the original Dixieland Jazz Band, and a slightly different group. And I'll tell you about that when we get there. That was from June of 1951. So those are our tunes for this set. Sharky Bonanno and his Kings of Dixieland was the name of the group, recording for Capitol Records. Over the Waves, High Society, She's Crying for Me, Sharky Strut, a.k.a. I Never Knew What a gal, Good Gal Could Do, a.k.a. Zero, and the Banana Peel Rag. Well, 
So that was Sharky Bonanno and his Kings of Dixieland. A very uh, stable personnel with that group. They, as I said, played quite a lot for the tourists in New Orleans in the late 1940s and through the 1950s during the so-called Dixieland Revival when people were rediscovering all of this New Orleans music. Uh, Sharky Bonanno was a pretty good trumpet player uh, when he settled himself down to actually play, but he was really more of a showman. He would dance and sing in a high-pitched voice. We may hear a little bit of his vocals coming up. Um, and he was a comedian. He was also notoriously hard to work for with some musicians just because he uh, tended to dominate the proceedings and uh, shoot himself in the foot professionally any number of times as well. So we started with Over the Waves, as I said, that had been a Mexican waltz before it was taken over by marching bands in the, I think, the early part of the 20th century. Following that, we heard High Society with a very well-realized clarinet solo by Lester Bouchon. Then She's Crying for Me with a trombone solo by the composer, Santo Pecora, in there. Uh, he had recorded that in New Orleans in the, uh, about 1924 with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. Then another Santo Pecora tune, uh, called for the purposes of this uh, release, the Sharky Strut, also known as I Never Knew What a uh, Gal Could Do, or Zero, both of which he recorded, again, with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. And we'll find that uh, the New Orleans Rhythm Kings uh, cast a very long shadow on these recordings. The musicians in that band, who went to Chicago and began their recording career in 1922, uh, were very, very influential. Paul Marez on cornet, who came back to New Orleans, played a little bit, but actually became... Uh, better known as the brother of Joe Marez, who founded Southland Records, which recorded a lot of these New Orleans musicians. Also, George Brunies, who came from a long and established New Orleans family, but uh, who, once he left, pretty much stayed away from New Orleans for the rest of his career, making most of his uh, money in uh, New York and Chicago, playing with Dixieland musicians. And uh, Leon Rapolo on clarinet, who died quite young. He had a mental breakdown and uh, uh, was essentially put away in about 1925 and uh, I think lived into the 1940s but never played again after that. He had a wonderful clarinet style. It was imitated by quite a few of these players, including Lester Bouchon, who uh, copied his solo on uh, She's Crying For Me. Then we ended up with a curiosity, the Banana Peel Rag, which I believe was the same tune that was published in 1913 uh, by Gus Winklin, I think his name was. And uh, we started out the, to uh, the show with the Peculiar Rag, which was a New Orleans tune, but based on a ragtime form. So you can see that the uh, tastes of these musicians ran quite a gamut, as we will see coming up. So just to refresh the personnel here, it was basically the same personnel. Sharky Bonanno on trumpet, Santa Pecora on trombone. Lester Bouchon on clarinet, Jeff Riddick on piano, uh, Abraham Chink Martin on uh, tuba and bass, and either Charlie Duke or Monk Hazel on drums in the places where Monk Hazel played mellophone, as he did on Over the Waves especially well, I think. Uh, he was probably playing drums. You can hear a break, a uh, solo break for another instrument, which gave him time to put his sticks down and grab his horn, and sometimes somebody else in the band would probably uh, whack the, the hi-hat cymbal to keep the rhythm going behind the mellophone solo. So now we're going to go a little bit later. Those were all recorded in 1949-50, thereabouts. We're going to hear from a guest star. This is a tune called How Am I Doin', Hey Hey, which was a, a tune recorded by Don Redman in the early 30s. This was done by Sharky Bonanno in 1952. Again, all these for Capitol Records, June 25th. Uh, the band in this case is Sharky Bonanno, 
with Jack Delaney, one of the younger trombone players uh, on the scene, and Bougie Santobi, Leonard Santobi. I've done a podcast on him in the past. Very good clarinet player. We'll also hear him playing some tenor sax a little bit later. Stanley Mendelssohn, one of the younger players on piano. Arthur Pons on guitar. Not rhythm guitar, but solo electric guitar, which was an unusual sound at the time in these groups. Uh... Joe or Arnold Loyacano. There was a big Loyacano family, and uh, they all played instruments. I believe this was uh, Deacon Loyacano, who was the uh, bass player for some of the New Orleans Rhythm King sessions. He was in Chicago in the 1920s, and he had a very long career. He played bass on many of these sides. And Monk Hazel again on drums and possibly mellophone. We'll hear going forward. And the guest in this case is a curious character named Bugle and Sam Decamel. Uh, he was a, a, a salesman or, 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 or a... Uh, he, he ran a, uh, a cart in New Orleans, I guess a motorized cart, selling waffles, and he would use a metal you know, trumpet probably you could get for about 50 cents uh, in, a, in a novelty store, and he would play some remarkably swinging jazz on this. He also sang on this tune as well. He was kind of a, a, an interesting character. I don't know if he was disabled in some way, but he uh, did do some very exciting music, and we'll hear that on How Am I Doing? Following that, we're going to go and celebrate the uh, Italian heritage of many of these musicians and O Solo Mio, a jazz version of that, starting out with the trombone. In this case, it would be Santo Pecora. This goes back to 1950 for this. It's called the O Solo Mio Stomp, by the way. Then we're going to uh, celebrate the Italian heritage in a different way. We're going to play a tune by uh, Wingy Manone, a contemporary of Sharky Bonanno, another Italian-American trumpet player. Uh, he became a lot better known playing in uh, New York in the 1930s and then Las Vegas as well as being a stooge on the Bing Crosby radio show. The tune we're going to hear is from 1953, and it's called the San Su Strut. Sharky Bonanno with Jimmy Blount here on trombone, Bougie and Toby, Stanley Mendelssohn, uh, Arnold Lugano again, and uh, the drummer Abby Brunies, also known as Little Abby Brunies. His father, I guess big Abby Brunies, was a cornet player who played with the Halfway House Orchestra. In fact, he led the Halfway House Orchestra in the 1920s, which also included Chink Martin in that band. But that'll be the Sansu Strut. Then we're going to hear uh, the session made of that tune from November of 1953. This was the last recording that uh, Bonanno made for Capitol, and it's called Look Sharp, Be Sharp. And we're going to finish up with a uh, an old traditional tune, I guess you'd have to say, from June of 1952, You Are My Sunshine, which features a very nice guitar solo by Arthur Pons. So that is our set coming up, Sharky Bonanno and his Kings of Dixieland. How am I doing, hey, hey? Oh, solo mio stomp, the Sansu strut, look sharp, be sharp, and you are my sunshine. Why? Now how am I doing? Hey, hey. 
be waiting for you, boy, at the corner, man, because mother's all I look out your eye. Now, I'm a doing. Hey, hey. Oh, sweet, sweet, why?
So again, that was Sharky Bonanno and his Kings of Dixieland. First tune was How Am I Doing? Kind of a group participation song that, as I said, went back to uh, Don Redman in the 1930s. And here featuring Bugle and Sam Decamel, starting out with his... Uh, Ten Cent Tin Bugle playing some pretty hot jazz and then doing some singing as well, clearly influenced by Louis Armstrong. Then we went to the O Solo Mio Stomp that started out with Santa Pecora on trombone, doing a kind of a straight reading of uh, the verse to the tune before the chorus was uh, done in Foxtrot style by the band. Then the Wingy Manone tune, San Sue Strut, featuring some very good clarinet playing by uh, Lester Bouchon as well as Corsharky um, Bonanno himself. Then we heard a tune called Look Sharp, Be Sharp. As I said, that was the last tune recorded by uh, the Bonanno group for Capital. I guess uh, it was deemed that the he, he didn't get a hit record, uh, so the contract was not renewed after this November 1953 date. Look Sharp, Be Sharp was a pop tune of 1953 that was actually uh, a commercial jingle for Gillette Razors. And uh, here we heard a jazz version of it. Then we finished up with You Are My Sunshine uh, from 1952. The band in that case, Sharky Bonanno on trumpet, Jack Delaney on trombone, Bougies and Toby on clarinet, Stanley Mendelssohn on piano, Arthur Pons on guitar, taking a solo there, Arnold Arcano on bass, Monk Hazel on drums, and uh, I don't think there was any mellophone on that one. So thank you for listening to us today here at the Jazz Focus. You've been listening, as I have here together, on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. And uh, thank you for joining us every week or when you get a chance. Take a listen to my podcast station, too, also called the Jazz Focus. Many of these programs migrate their way over there after a few weeks. So if you want to hear them again, as well as a lot of other ones that uh, are not uh, on this station, please tune in there. So we're going to finish up with two more tunes. One features another vocalist, or guest vocalist, Lizzie Miles, who was a blues singer from the 1920s. She was, uh, her, her, her maiden name was Landru, who was a, a Creole-French, uh, African-Creole-American woman, I guess you'd have to say, who had a, a very active career on uh, the black uh, vaudeville and tent show circuits of the late 1910s and 20s. She was not a blues singer. She didn't consider herself a blues singer. Her sister, Edna Hicks, uh, was a blues singer and made recordings as well. But Lizzie Miles did a lot of popular material, was one of the first singers, black singers, to record in the early 1920s, and uh, had some ins and outs to her career. She was on several different films and periodically retired and came back. Towards the end of her career in the 1950s, she was singing in New Orleans and on the West Coast with bands like Sharky Bananos, made several recordings with him. Also with the Young Men of New Orleans, she sang at Disneyland uh, out in uh, California and uh, made some TV appearances as well. Very good singer, kind of almost in the Sophie Tucker mode. And we're going to hear her version of a uh, traditional blues hokum song called Salty Dog, which probably was an old black folk tune, but was usually credited to Papa Charlie Jackson, who had a big hit recording, a couple of them actually, in the 1920s of this song, and that will be with uh, the Chucky Bonanno group that uh, featured um, Loya, uh, Bud Loyacano, Monk Hazel, Arthur Pond, Stanley Mendelssohn, Bougies and Toby, who also plays tenor sax on this, Jack Delaney and Sharky Bonanno. Then we're going to finish up with a blues tune called Karina Karina, and that will give us a good example of Sharky Bonanno's showmanship and vocal qualities. And this band uh, was uh, in place in 1950, 
features Sharky Bonanno, Charlie Miller on trombone, Lester Bouchon back on clarinet, Jeff Riddick on piano, Chink Martin on tuba and bass, and Monk Hazel on drums, and another very good mellophone solo. So those are our two tunes to finish off our Sharky Bonanno on Capital uh, program today. Salty Dog with Lizzie Miles and Corina Corina. Thank you very much, and tune in again next week. My name's Lizzie from New Orleans, and I show do love my red beans because I'm a salty dog. Shining bright. Hurry, hurry, hurry. 
Thank <laughs> you. 